Hello and welcome to the Purpose Cycle podcast, the podcast that gives you impactful practices to build towards fruition and fulfillment. Here's a taste of what we've got in store for you today. I think there's some subconscious side to us now where we just think, you know, I want to achieve X. I'm just going to go do it. And we kind of overlook that actually this is going to be quite tough. So you, you kind of like discover yourself a little bit more. You know, you, you learn your own strengths, but you also get very familiar and you learn and acknowledge your own weaknesses as well. So you you know yourself as an individual more, but you only know that through exposing yourself and trying things. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Purpose Cycle podcast. My guest this week is an online fitness guru who has amassed over 20,000 followers on Instagram over an impressive 10-year spell, which has seen him work with brands such as PhD Nutrition and Olympic gold medalist boxer Luke Campbell. Having seen his journey since leaving school, evolving a hobby into a passion and then a passion into a business, it is no surprise to me whatsoever the success he's had due to the consistency, hard work and no shortcuts. These principles helped him sculpt the Level Up programming that he provides clients with what can only be described as incredible results. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Josh B. How are you doing, Josh? Wow, mate, what an intro. <laughs> well, wow. you know, I thought... Wow, the people are going to be so underwhelmed right now, mate, after that <laughs> intro. Well, you've got no, to prepare, haven't you? Thanks for having me on, mate. Appreciate it. No problem at all. No problem at all. So, um, first of all, then, we'll start with telling the, the listeners a little bit about yourself, Josh, what sort of journey you've been on. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? It's uh, it, it, it's it's weird because it feels like it feels like I started this yesterday, but when I actually start to relay and reflect and think about how long it's actually taken, there's been so many ups and downs and lefts and rights and barriers. In reality, it's taken me a long time, and this is, I guess, my tenth year now of doing kind of like fitness coaching, I guess. Um, and I include kind of like the early days from where I began, where it wasn't really a business. It was more of like a hobby that kind of like built into a business. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I said to a lot of the people that I work with is that I didn't actually intend to become a fitness coach. You know, it kind of just, it kind of just happened. Uh, I came out of university and I, I was studying sport and exercise therapy, which like it was, it was a brilliant degree to be fair, brilliant degree, really well-rounded um covered loads of different kind of like bases of, of fitness and physiology and anatomy and biomechanics and gave me a really kind of like well-rounded sort of like base to work from because uh, i've always wanted to stay in the you know the sport and health field and then afterwards i started working in a the local retail store i was like the uh, the retail manager there and you know i could have been selling clothes it could have been whatever but uh it was in sports nutrition so i enjoyed it and uh I guess people used to come through the door and yeah, I've said this all the time. People were, you know, willing just to, to throw so much money at, um, at trying to improve um, the health and the well-being and the, and, you know, get towards the fitness goals, whatever it was, whether it was, you know, building muscle, dropping body fat, a little bit of both, improving muscular endurance, whatever. And, uh, and I guess it started, this is where the, the journey began with me kind of like saying, well, you know, you don't need to spend, X amount of hundred pounds on supplements, you know, what you want to be doing is looking at your nutrition and your training. And I'd spend a lot of time with them, mate. You know, I'd just spend a lot of time because I was passionate about it, you know, going through, you know, little bits of, you know, the nutrition. Well, you know, well, tell me a little bit more about what you eat and, you know, tell me how you train. And I would just give really small, short, little 
um, you know, little clips of advice, really, where they could go away and implement it, just small, actionable steps. And uh, I actually saved them a lot of money, <laughs> but gave them a lot of uh, value and advice. And then I guess four to six weeks later, they'd come back through the door and it'd be, you know, Josh, I've, you know, I've dropped three pounds and, you know, I'm starting to see a bit of definition. And, you know, is there any way that you do diet plans or do you do training programs? And that's kind of where I started to build my um, my client base from originally, mate. Like I said, you know, it, this was, like I said, this is my 10th year now. If you start to collect, mm. start to include those early days uh, where it wasn't really a business, you know, because it, it was never intended to be. But, you know, it goes back quite a way. And, and like I said at the beginning, mate, you know, it, it feels like I've blinked and I'm and I'm now 10 years later. But then when you really think about the, the whole journey, you know, I could be here for hours telling you about it, mate. You know, all the challenges yeah. I've, that I've come up against and, you know, every every single time you've had to pivot and adapt and amend and, you know, keep moving forward. Um, because as you know, mate, you know, any sort of journey, no matter what you're on in life, it, you know, it's not sunshine and rainbows. You're always going to be up against challenges. So, but yeah, I guess that's kind of like a quick kind of like to, to where I am now and to, from where it began. Yeah. Brilliant. And just when you said as well, like about the, the old intro being underwhelming and it seems like yesterday, I think there's quite a, a large degree of humility there as well from yourself, because I've seen from quite a close perspective, your journey having followed you probably from from school so i've seen actually the page take off itself and mm. I, I think it was must have been quite early on in the journey you helped me as well with a program of, of a sort of six-week program your, your programs now um stressed a couple of things but the main word i see uh, and a lot of your posts is accountability so mm. so why is accountability so important to you do you know what mate i think that society is changing and I, I don't want to kind of go off on a tangent here but you know society is changing it's becoming a lot more convenient it's becoming a lot more you know things are on demand you know I, I i laugh but you know looking back you know 15 years ago um you know my parents used to take me and my sisters to blockbuster mm. you know to go you know to yeah. go get three for a ten of dvds you know and uh yeah it was an event you had to go to blockbuster you had to kind of like if it was three for a tenner i got a dvd my two sisters got a dvd there was a little bit of negotiating that was going on well i want this dvd but i also want this one well you got to pick one and you know those are kind of i look but i don't know that's a really crazy example but those are those are kind of like good life skills and and that sort of stuff don't happen now you know you've got netflix things are on demand you know you can go on to sky and there's all these movies on demand things are there at the click of a click of a finger mate you know amazon prime amazon video um they, they have that as well and you know food as well you know things like just eat you know just eat you know with, within 10 minutes i could have a, a pizza at my door you know so society and i guess the way we live nowadays is very on demand it's very easy it's very convenient and I think that as human beings, you know, I think we naturally, whether we like it or not, we all do. We all gravitate towards comfort. You know, we all gravitate to what's easiest. Well, what, what's going to cause me the least amount of friction? What's going to cause me the least amount of stress? So we all, we're always going to naturally be drawn towards that route. So the reason I think accountability is so important is because of that. You know, if you don't have accountability and you're not keeping accountable or you've got not, if you, or you've not got somebody there to kind of check in with, or bounce ideas off or soundboard with, you know, you're kind of left to your own devices. And 
a lot of people struggle to keep themselves accountable. So, yeah, I think accountability is a, is a massive one, in, in, in particularly in my field. But, you know, if whatever the goal is, you know, if you want to be a successful businessman, you know, you need to keep yourself accountable. You need to be doing your research. You need to be studying the market. You need to, you know, look at your product. You need to look at your branding. You need to understand your selling points. You need to learn uh, margins and pricing. There's There's so much that you need to keep yourself accountable with. Um, and I guess society now, because it's just so convenient and easy, I think there's, I don't want to say audacity. I don't want to say that a lot of people are audacious with what they want to achieve nowadays, but I think that it's, it's tough. It's tough mm. to really achieve something that's worth keeping. It's a lot harder than what I think people imagine on in the onset because of the way we live nowadays, everything's so convenient and easy. I think that you know, I think there's some subconscious side to us now where we just think, you know, I want to achieve X. I'm just going to go do it. And we kind of overlook that actually this is going to be quite tough. So, you know, accountability and uh, and having somebody there to kind of like stay you on your journey. And like I said, just give you a bit of a soundboard and somebody to check in with. It's, it's really, really important. Yeah, brilliant. And also, you know, you, you mentioned there about that, that instant gratification almost really. Your trips to Blockbuster, you'd be building up to that all week at school thinking I need to have a really good week. And if I can, I can go to Blockbuster on a Friday and get <laughs> those DVDs. So it's, you're almost like you're not waiting straight away. You know, you've had one good day at school, there's Netflix. You know, you have to be consistent for the week for when, which for a child is, is quite a tough thing. And then you end up having that sort of delayed gratification of, wow, I've really worked towards that and it's, it's paid off. So yeah, I can see it. Yeah, com completely, mate, you know, and, and this is the thing with everything now being on demand, you know, the, the convenience becomes the norm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when when then you need to really put in the reps and you need to put in the work to achieve something, that then becomes so difficult because that's so alien to what your norm has become. You know, if your norm has become watching Netflix every night and, you know, if you want something to eat, you order off Just Eat. And if you want to get a lift somewhere, you order an Uber, you book an Uber. Mm -hmm. You know, things are so easy, mm. so easy that the moment you have to then start putting in some real work where you can't really, you can't really hide, you know, you can't hide away from the reps, you know, you've either done them or you haven't. That's when it becomes tough. So you're right, mate, you know, delaying gratifications at the time, it, you, 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 don't, you don't know you're doing it. It's just the way it was, um, yeah. I guess, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that's just the way it was. But nowadays it's, it's changed a lot. And I think that I think that you know the 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 younger generation that'll be that'll be kind of like growing up now. It's completely different to when me and you were kids. Do you know what I mean? So it's a different world. It's a different society. It's a different it's a different age, mate. You know. With that in mind, then we talk about it's almost an entitlement, isn't it? Here's the money, Josh. I want to be in great shape tomorrow. But is this why you feel like it's important to work with a client for a minimum of three months to really educate them on the process? I think so, mate. Yeah, and uh, you know the thing is with. Um, with fitness it's uh fitness has always been one of those categories full of kind of like um false promises i guess um you know you look at if, if you look at kind of like uh, you see the thing is with fitness everything everything from fitness starts in america and it comes over to the uk that's kind of like how it's always been and you look at the old magazines you look at the old bodybuilding brands you look at the old kind of like um back when i was younger it was forums and you look at all the ads and things like that that are on there and it's, you know, get shredded in four weeks or, you know, build a build a rock hard six pack in six weeks or whatever the whatever the advert was. It was always over promising 
and 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 under delivering and it and, and the time scale was was ridiculous it was really it was unrealistic and i guess i could work with somebody for four weeks and i could really beast them mate. i could really beast them you know i could demand you know excessive expenditure and excessive output and i could really restrict the calories but in reality how are they going to look after those four weeks or how are they going to look? Do you know what I mean? That, so let's say I beasted somebody for 30 days, you know, you know, you do, you do, you do four weeks with them. Let's say you really beast them, you get them in great shape, but then how do they look four weeks after that? Because the programming that I've given them for those 30 days is going to be so unsustainable. You know, it, it's, it's, it's almost, I'm almost like setting them up for failure. They're not going to be able to maintain that. So I guess the reason I like to work with people for a minimum of 12 weeks is because a, I can do it correctly. You know, I can, I can program safely. And when I program for my clients, every time I write out a plan or, or I'm looking at their programming, I'm thinking to myself, are they going to be doing this in five years, let alone four weeks after they've left, you know, the program, but are they going to be able to do this in five years? Are they going to be able to do this in 10 years? What are they going to be able to take with them long term? And I think one of the biggest things that a lot of fitness professionals like to say is, you know, working with a personal trainer, it's, you know, it's investing in yourself, you know, <laughs> but it's not really because if, if you're not, if you're not learning something or acquiring skills that are going to serve you for the long term, that's not an investment. An investment is something that, that serves you and pays, pays you dividends over the long run, right? That's an investment. Yeah. So that's kind of where my mind's at with the programming now. It's like, you know, 12 weeks minimum, let's do this correctly. You know, at the same time, you know, let's not drag our heels, but let's do this th in the right manner. Let's get you an astonishing transformation, but really level up these habits, your mindset, your confidence, the way you carry yourself. And I don't want to talk too much about this, but like almost like level up your identity as well. You know, you've got to allow time to evolve your identity. And I know that that sounds quite deep, but that's ultimately what you're doing. If you're building new habits and you're building a new way of life, you're building a new you. So yeah. that doesn't come in four to six weeks, unfortunately. You know, you've got to give it time to evolve and kind of like cement in. Um, so, yeah, I guess that that's why, you know, as the years have gone on, the program's adapted and the, the ethos has slightly changed. And, you know, that's where I why, why I am where I am now, I guess, with the programming side of things. Yeah, and it's a really unique take on it as well because I can't say that I've seen any other online fitness coaches or anyone like that offering that sort of specific and in-depth programming to to change the like you said the habits of of the clients. Especially we spoke off air just then about James Clear's Atomic Habits and making it part of your identity rather than goal oriented. So you always get this sort of four weeks before the holiday, starve yourself, eight, <laughs> eight minute abs. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. the pictures decline afterwards uh, after the big event, and that's that's probably why. Yeah, amazing. Well, of course. And by the way, that that Atomic Habits is a fantastic um, book. It's it's you know it's something that I recommend all my clients to actually read. You know, um, to to kind of like you know go through that book and mm. and really look at habits in detail and how you can acquire them and how you can keep them and how you can merge them into your day to day life. Brilliant, brilliant read. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely helped me. Um, I was always quite sporty um, and I, I liked that side of things. Never much of a reader or a writer. And then since starting this project of a book, it's really got my habits on board with like, right, little and often, little bit every night. And then I'm not going to bed and thinking of ideas. It's all out there. I, my sleep's improved, that sort of thing. And it, it's a holistic package, isn't it? I suppose health and fitness, mindfulness, all of those things. A million percent. I couldn't agree with you more, mate. You know, and this is uh, 
one of the things when like uh, sometimes when people inquire, you know, I guess it's not their it's not their fault the the reason why they ask it in this manner. But I get a lot of people saying, you know, hi, hi, mate, you do diet plans, and it's like uh, that, you know. Yes, but kind of knows well. That's just one kind of small segment of the programming, I guess. You know, the diet plan itself, the nutritional element is one is one part of it, but it's not kind of it, it, it in its entirety. Like you said, it's it's the holistic approach. It's you know, it's it's how are you living, it's how are you sleeping, it's how are you how are you thinking, you know. And and the interesting thing about consumption as well is is is, is for me, I, and I'm sure you're the same. I don't see consumption just as what you eat and drink. It's what you see. It's what you hear. It's what you in, in, absorb with your environment. And and that and the awareness of that is massively important for you, for your longevity, for your longevity with what you're doing and, and your results. And if you're not aware, see, it's all right smashing out a world-class nutrition plan, right? Anybody could smash that out for six weeks. But what about if everything else around it, the, you know, the infrastructure around it isn't, isn't solid and it isn't all married together, you know, that's where it's going to become unsustainable and you're not going to be able to do that long term. So I think that, again, again, we're stealing something from the book again, aren't we? But I think that there was one situation where he was talking about uh, the 1% rule or was it the 2% rule? I can't remember what it was, where he was saying, you know, very much so like, you know, you want to you kind of like level up every area, 1% or 2%, not just focus on the diet plan being 100%. You know, even if even if I can improve someone's nutritional kind of like um, habits and routine by twenty percent, that's a nice improvement. If I can improve the training um, kind of like schedule and programming and the way they kind of periodize it all by twenty percent, that's that's an improvement. If I can improve the, improve the sleep by fifty, that's a great improvement. So it's not about getting one thing at a hundred. It's about it's about everything coming up together. And, and the best way that I can explain this is, and I say this to a lot of my clients, it's about imagine like every single element that, that, that ties in. It's like, it's like a cog in a clock. You know, you want every single cog to be working because if there's one cog that isn't working, the whole system's going to kind of like be flawed. So, you know, you want everything kind of working in sync and kind of like in harmony so that, you know, the full clock as a whole operates 24 hours a day, you know. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot of people with that almost excitement of anticipation. I've bought some new gym gear that almost feels better than going to the gym and doing it yourself. You know, it's a it's a quick shot of dopamine. But what you want to do is really over a long period of time build a, a lifestyle and, like you said, an identity. Mm, and then, yeah, the genre. What I want to do is sort of take it right back then to not too far back, but to sort of the latest cycle in your journey as it were, and look to the aspiration phase, so the, the first sort of phase of what I call the purpose cycle. Hmm. What were the external triggers that made you want to open up your own gym space, be a success online? So what was the the end goal, the external motivation in that sense? Uh, well, I, I was employed by a, a sports nutrition brand for three and a half years, and um, I absolutely loved it. And I learned so much there and I wouldn't change any of it for the world. But I just think as I started to get older and, you know, and we evolve as people, don't we, as, as, as time goes on, I think that I just figured out that I wanted to just kind of like be in control of my own destiny, I guess, mate, you know, and and just, you know, have something that I could create, that, that I could put my own stamp on, something that I could be really proud of um because i'm really passionate in this field and um you know anybody that works with me knows that i am you know i'll i'll, I'll answer any questions at any time you know i'm 
I really did. I can't help but get involved and and get in in you know fully engaged with the programming and answering and questions and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I guess that that was my calling. I felt like I needed to to just have something of my own with my own identity. Um, and yeah, I guess I, I just took the leap to to go self employed, um, and uh, and and extend and build on what was becoming a reasonably successful side business. You know, it was a side business business at the time. Um, it's funny because I always used to kind of like define it as pocket money. It was my, it was my pocket money. You know, my employment gave me my bread and butter and it was my pocket money. Um, but it started to grow bit by bit by bit, year on year on year. And I just think I was at a, a phase in my life where, you know, it was my, it, it was my 30th. Um, I just had my second child you know, it was it was November. We were about to go into a new year. There was just a few things that kind of like clicked, I guess. And I just thought, you know what? Now's my time. I, I don't know what it was. I, I couldn't tell you specifically, to be honest. But just there was a combination of things like, you know, my my, you know, a lot of the time I, I do. I like to do a lot of stuff on gut instincts. And my and I guess my instinct was just telling me now's your time. You know, this is what you enjoy doing. It felt right. And, and that's when I went for it, I guess. Suit Up Apparel is a new menswear company who provide customers with a compelling range of products that combine looking amazing with comfort. The team at Suit Up Apparel know how testing the day-to-day -day grind can be, so they have focused their collections around one simple phrase, look great, perform even better. Suit Up are offering new customers 20% off their first order with the code WELCOME20, but don't worry, the Purpose Cycle podcast listeners can get 10% of future orders by using the code PURPOSE at checkout as well. Go on to suitupapparel.co.uk, that's suitupparel.co.uk to see the fantastic products on offer and remember to stay sharp and suit up. Speaking of your gut instinct then and, and you mentioned as well taking ownership of you, you know your own life, was mm. there anything that you had to address from your, your own perspective, you know, did you have to sort of look yourself in the mirror and think, right, I've got these things that I need to improve at? Because it might be that, of course, you know, you've worked in sports uh, and your nutrition side was all great. But did you understand maybe the, the whole business element of running something or was it maybe, um, you know, letting go of some responsibility and bringing a team to help you? What, what was the challenges that you faced with yourself? So I've never been a business owner. So that was one thing that I knew was going to be extremely difficult. I knew that that was going to be hard. I knew that there was going to be some different challenges on the journey ahead. Um, you know, when you're employed, to be honest, you do your role and it kind of, it's kind of, it kind of stops there. That's, that's your yeah. remit. This is what you're kind of like, you know, to, you're supposed to do Josh. These are your kind of like KPIs um, away you go. And it, and it does kind of stop there because obviously other employees have their roles, HR, accountants you know the md everybody has their own different kind of like uh, things and you know responsibilities i guess whereas going self-employed i knew that i would have to be on top of my accountant my accountancy and I, and I hate that by the way i hate i hate that so i knew that i was going to have to have to do stuff that i didn't <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah you know even though it's it because i wanted to try you see i wanted to transform this into a proper business you know i wanted to make it a proper business um you know and for me to get legs out of it and to, for me to make it work long term i knew that i had to you know upskill my my business um skill set i guess so i knew that there was going to be challenges ahead so i knew that i needed to be switched on um and I, and I, and, I, and i needed to learn these things so i knew that 
Um, and then secondly, uh, one of the things that I, I guess I, I wasn't ever concerned about this, but, I, but it was in the back of my mind and I was reminding myself about it, was that I was going to be my own boss. You know, and, and we spoke about it earlier, accountability. You know, I could have quite easily, you know, slept in bed till 11 a.m. I, I don't ever do that, but I could have done. You know, I've got yeah. no one, you know, breathing down my neck saying, you know, why are you not at your desk at 9 a.m.? You know, so I could have done. I had all this freedom and I had nobody looking after me, nobody kind of like checking up on me. Um, so I knew that I had to be on point with kind of like my organizational skills. You know, you need to build your own kind of like schedule, Josh. You know, you need to map out your days. You need to... You know, I got quite, I, I am quite meticulous with it. You know, I look at what I'm doing by the hour. You know, people think it's a, that's a low priority task. It's not, you know, if, if, if you can organize your day and you can be prepared, you know, everything runs a lot smoother. So I guess that was something as well that I was aware of. And I, and I, and I had to kind of like, it was going to be, it was going to be new, I guess it was just yeah. going to be new. I didn't have concerns, but I was aware of all these, these changes. Um, so yeah, I guess that those were kind of like the challenges, the main challenges that I kind of like recognized were about to kind of happen. Yeah. And we always say in in the next sort of stage of the realization, then there's different types that I like to describe. And the first one was realization of self. So you've obviously said to yourself, right, this is what I need to do in order to be successful. And you applied it straight away. Um, there's also the realization of others. And maybe the people around you might say, you know, oh, he's, doing, he's just doing his hobby or, you know, oh, are you sure you want to leave this, you know, secure nine to five job? Was there anything with regards to your circle of influence that you had to maybe change or, or how have they affected you, your success? Yeah. 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 Is it? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think your closest circle is your, is your family, right? That's your yeah. closest circle. You know, your direct family, you know, you see them every day or you're in very close communication with them if you don't live with them. Um, and I must admit, you know, my, my close family were really kind of like, I don't think they ever doubted me. I think that would be unfair to say. Um, but I think that they were concerned for what I was about to do. And I think that they were thinking to, to themselves, oh, you know, you're in a secure job here. And don't get me wrong, mate, I wasn't being paid an astronomical salary, but I was on a, I was on I was on all right money. I was in I was on all right money. Um, you know, you, you you know, things are going good, Josh. You know, things are going sweet. Why why would you try and disrupt this? And um and that was a challenge because you know you've you've got people that you love around you and the, the the kind of rate what they were doing is they were they were bringing to the surface all of that kind of like the, the potential consequences if this doesn't work mm. and then that then then it's like that kind of like realization of self what you just mentioned i really mm. like that. it's kind of like you know you've got to really be truthful with yourself you've got to be really truthful with yourself are you ready for this you know, because they are right. If you if you don't pull your weight and if you don't do this, this could end up with an egg on your face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you are you gonna get up and you and I, are you gonna put in the work and you know are you willing to kind of learn and adapt and have that humility to keep progressing? And and I guess I just I backed myself, mate. I thought, you know what? Yeah, yeah I think it'll be I think it'll be all right. You know, I, my, my, again, my gut instinct was my gut instinct was telling me yes, do it and. Um, you know, and I've never been shy of work, mate. I've never been shy of putting in work and putting in hours and putting in effort. And, you know, this is a field that I love. You know, I, this is a, it's a, it's the perfect field for me because I'm working with individuals that want to level up, that want to transform the bodies, that want to transform the minds. This is what I'm naturally passionate about. So it's like, well, well if you can't do it with this, Josh, you know, you're not going to do it with anything else. So, yeah, yeah I guess it was, um, again, just, I don't want to say self belief because, you know, it, it kind of was, but it was just, 
again going with my gut you know but you're right you know and, and also a lot of and, and and listen i'm not knocking anybody because everybody has their own life and they can make their own decisions and, and everybody has different goals which is fine but i would probably say like my goals are different to some of my friends goals so your peer group be, might behave or do something differently to what you're doing do you know what i mean but yeah what, what but, but what, what you've got to try and remember is, and what I was thinking to myself is, is like, they're not you, Josh, you know, you're do it. This is you. This is, this is what you want to do. This is, this is the identity that you want to build. This is what, you know, you want to become. So you have to make the call, you know? So it's really hard because at the same time where you respect kind of like close friends, close family, you know, your peer group, you've also, you've got to stand on your own two feet with humility. And you've obviously got to take that calculated risk, but you've, you've got to, You've got to detach yourself from all that and, and be truthful with yourself and make a decision based on what, what's going on in your head. Yeah, brilliant. And ultimately, I know that, I know that's really deep and quite it heavy. Is. <laughs> no, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> perfect for what this podcast is looking at, really. <laughs> and ultimately, you've got to, you have got to live that journey yourself. No one else is living that, uh, really. Uh, obviously, you'll have influences, like you said, and you, you know, your, your second child being born and those circumstantial sort of realizations but ultimately it's you know taking people on board and doing it yourself i'm looking at my my inner circle i don't think any of them are into this sort of personal development kind of thing i'm like oh have you seen this book and they're like yeah great you know and that's the sort of end of the conversation <laughs> yeah. that's that's just how it goes everyone's different i suppose it isn't is, it? yeah that's it and 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 what i find purposeful and what i find what, what i have a passion for you know and i respect this it isn't for the next guy or girl it, it just isn't you know it, and this is the thing we're, we're all individuals with our own rights so you know whatever i'm pursuing and whatever i'm doing that's just me it's not again it's not like uh, i'm better than you or you should be like this or i should be like you it's you know we all need to do what 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 we we all need to pursue what we find meaningful i think and what yeah. what we can see ourselves you know investing ourselves into investing our time our energy our efforts uh into yeah there's no kind of right or wrong um it's very subjective based on who you are and what you value and what your core values are and what you want to what you believe in and what you want to pursue so yeah it was just uh it was just um it was just about it was about me and it was about my family and you know sometimes you know there's a, there's a great saying isn't there you know you know better the devil you know but at the same time well maybe not you know you, you don't know if you you know you don't know if you don't ever take the leap and you don't go for it you know the last thing that i wanted to do you know john was you know in five ten years look back and think to myself ah, i should have done this yeah you know oh, i should have done that you know so there was a side of me that thought do you know what that would be worse than 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 going for it and potentially failing so even if i took the leap and i failed and i couldn't make it work for whatever reason i would have preferred that to not trying and then five years time thinking oh woulda coulda shoulda maybe I, you know, do you know what i mean so yeah definitely i mean that's the similar sort of outlook i've got with this with with the book it, you know if it doesn't get published i've got something to hand to my kids and say there's there's a life story sort of thing so it's worth yeah. just going and taking the plunge and you, you mentioned there about um your values how much have they changed then over the last 10 years since from when you've started to now wow well 10 years ago you know you know what, mate? 
it's a funny one, you know, because I sound like a granddad here now, but 10 years ago, I didn't really have any responsibilities. You know, I was 20 years of age, you know, I just finished university. Yeah. I, I didn't rip my career wasn't really underway. I didn't have any kids. I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have a house or bills. So there was, there was no, there was nothing really on my shoulders. So I guess and I know myself or I'd like to think of myself as a good person. You know, I've, I feel, I think I've got a good, a good, um, I don't want to say good, good heart. You know, I like to, I'm, I'm a, I, I consider myself, you know, a kind guy, you know what I mean? Generous, but I didn't really, I didn't really have any values. If that makes sense, you know, mor morally I was a nice guy, but I didn't really stand for anything. And I think that that comes with time to be honest. And that's why I said, I think I'm going to sound like a granddad, but as time gets older, you find your values. You, you kind of like discover yourself a little bit more you know, you, you learn your own strengths, but you also get very familiar and you learn and acknowledge your own weaknesses as well. So you you know yourself as an individual more, but you only know that through exposing yourself and trying things. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's just the way it goes. But you evolve as time goes on. I guess, I guess this is what ties into my program. You kind of level up, you know, but you yeah. only do that by putting in the reps and by trying and putting yourself out there. So I guess back then, mate, I'm not trying to disrespect myself, but I don't think I really had any core values. I think, you know, like I said, morally, I was, I was a decent human. Um, I was, you know, I was, you know what I mean? But like now it's more about kind of like, I know what my purpose is now. You know, this is what I love. I love working in health and fitness. I've lived it. I've lived it for the majority of my life. So, you know, that the proof's in the pudding there, you know, my passion has withstood the test of time. And now I know that I want to help other people not live like me, but follow a same sort of ethos because I know that it makes me feel great. It, it you know, it, it builds kind of like self-esteem. You know, if, if you're fit and you can move well, that helps you in everyday life. You know, if you're fit and you can move well, you've, you've got better, um, you know, your state of mind is more positive and that rubs off on your family and that rubs off on your friends. And, you know, when you're in a room, you can't, you bring positive energy, you don't bring negative energy. And I guess that that's what I want to give to, to, to my clients, you know, or, or kind of like, you know, help with that's, that's, that's what my purpose is, mate. So yeah, I guess that's now how it, that's how it's changed. You know, you kind of discover it as time goes on, but it does, it takes time to really understand or really find what your true kind of like meaning is. You, what, what, what's my purpose? What am I here for? What am I doing? Yeah. So back then, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Um, yeah. But you know, things change. You know, and also I've got kids now. You know, I've got a house of my own. You know, I've got a girlfriend. You know, I've got, I've got responsibilities. So you know, life just gets a little bit more serious, and you know, it's time to stop messing around, and it's time to, you know, what am I doing? What's going on yeah. here? Yeah, I agree with you there, and you find your, your why. As you as you sort of progress through life, really, do you yeah, do you sure. see then a, a consistency? You said about the clients coming to you and you wanting to put them on that similar journey. Do you mm. see a consistency of their starting points, or do you do you see a nice different sort of variety to where they're beginning their journey? I think everybody's individual in their own right, aren't they? You know, mm. I've got um, I, I work with male and female clients. Um, you know, there's um, you know different ages as well. And obviously everybody has different starting points physically as well. And in addition to that, everybody's got different environmental situations as well, different jobs, uh, different home situations. I mean, I've got some clients that are 22 year old lads that have, you know, that are still living at home with the parents, um, you know, and I've got some, you know, 
33, 34 year old, you know, single mums that are on the program. So very kind of like, um, I would say a, a pretty broad spread of kind of like clientele, but all of them share one commonality and that's that they want to level up. You know, they're not happy with where they're at now. You know, a lot of them are struggling with energy. A lot of them are struggling to kind of find a routine with the nutrition. They don't really know what they should be eating, what they shouldn't be eating. You know, what, they don't know what they need to do if they eat something like a, you know, a cheat meal or something like that. You know, they don't know how to kind of like, you know, program around that. Um, you know, they're a little bit unclear on what they should be doing with the training to achieve a certain goal. And um, so, yeah, in that kind of sense, they share a lot of kind of like commonalities but they are all individuals within their own right. So for me, it's not about making their life perfect and making their life a direct kind of like replica of mine. That's not what it's about. It's about kind of like working with them on a personal level and saying, right, look, you know, tell me a little bit more about your world. Let me understand it a little bit more. And if I can help, then then I will do. You know, for example, there's there's a, there was a lady that I was speaking to, I won't say who it was, but, you know, yesterday morning, and she was saying about how she, you know, she was struggling to get, um, a water intake up so I was kind of like saying like well look you know when do you have your breakfast you know I have at 8am and when do you have your lunch I have it at 12 and okay when do you have your, your evening meal well, I have it at like about half five six o'clock okay and you're doing that consistently yeah I am yeah okay cool so what we'll do is why don't we just bind a, a new habit to that current habit why don't we just make sure that every time you have your breakfast lunch and tea you're having like a pint of water or a pint of cordial or something there with it so I'm not trying to make these people go out the way and say, you know, you should be doing this because I do that. Again, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help them find a way to merge good habits, but in their own style. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, that concludes part one of my interview with Josh B. Unbelievable insight there into how habits can form, but also leveling up and making a better you. So... Be sure to check out part two, which is on all podcast platforms, including the one that you're listening to now. So be sure to check it out. I'll see you on the other side. Watch me not stop, though.